Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, NXT, Duper, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Sidrich Look Ahead to SmackDown, where they've actually planned stuff this week. Uh, obviously, last week's actually surprisingly successful in terms of the ratings, considering this was a tape show because of Elimination Chamber. Speaking of which, I haven't had a chance to, uh, to get your thoughts on that show personally. So uh, what did you make of it, Sidrich? Very little, but there's also very little to actively criticize. Like WWE is so much more boring when it's broadly competent. They told the right stories, the expected stories. They worked the matches without any flab or over ambition. Everything was kept stripped back and simple. And the, the Saudi crowd ate pretty much everything up, but it was bland. It's not really to my tastes in terms of the simplicity of virtually everything. And there was nothing high octane. There was nothing really intricate in terms of the storytelling. And again, there was nothing that was just feeling like content for content's sake. It was a very short, brisk watch. It was basically the professional wrestling I grew up on that I've not only matured beyond in terms of my personal subjective takes and tastes, but lacking completely in the charm. You watch this promotion as a kid, you don't understand that they are like in the early 90s, and you don't understand they're juicing up these guys to the gills and that most of them are incredibly problematic. You just watch this wonderful big little cartoon with really well done, simple, absorbing stories. That's essentially what Illumination Chamber was beyond one incredible moment. But, you know, you're older, you're 36, you understand this corporation's evil, you understand this show and the reasons behind it are even more evil still. So it's difficult to receive very basic productive, I guess, storytelling in quite the same intended spirit. I will say that, my God, and I said this on the review, the mega fans will forgive me because we did a, a more in-depth review, mm. which, of course, if you've missed out on, you can uh, listen to wherever you get your podcasts from. But I um, didn't want to watch it live. I couldn't watch it live. I was looking after my daughter that day. And 
I went on Twitter once. I was like, oh, don't do that because I just saw a picture of The Miz with a phone saying he's calling someone. I was like, oh my God, Cody versus Dominic Mysterio. How can they screw up Cody <laughs> so badly to put him in the ring with Dominic Mysterio? Um, but in fact, that wasn't the case. But I thought, well, I can't, I'll have to watch it for the debut. So I loaded up the network at about what? Like 20 to 8, just as the show was finishing in UK time. And like a moron, I pressed play live instead of play from the beginning. And the first thing I saw was Brock Lesnar and Austin Theory being the last two. And it's like one of the best three minutes WWE will ever hope to do yeah. in this era. It was unbelievable. When Brock Lesnar scaled that cage, looked like a wild animal, looked like a tiger climbing a tree. Like, I don't understand like, what a freak athlete he is in a scene dominated by incredible athletes. Like Brock Lesnar's obviously the best one. Unbelievable. Like genuinely, like the word awesome is completely redundant in pro wrestling. There's an entire chant that gets generated whenever two wrestlers lie down after doing a sequence. Like it's so easy to get the word has been stripped of all meaning. That was legitimately awe-inspiring the way he scaled that cage. And he got us in theory's head, smashed it against the goddamn panel. Looked awesome. Frightening F5 off the pod. Insanity. I'm thinking, is this the best show of all time? And I watched it and I was like, nope, it was a 5.5 slash 6. Very unremarkable, but well-received by the public show. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't feel as guilty missing a first couple of days uh, back this week with the uh, dreaded coronavirus because I thought, well, that show was objectively fine. I like the fact that you said, uh, you know, they, they didn't have any flab or any messing about in the matches, or in some cases, the match itself. Uh, when yes. It to the Viking Raiders and the Usos. I was uh, watching it back and I was thinking, we're getting quite tight for time here in terms of, oh, they're just not going to bother with the tag team title match. Cool. Well, I'm glad I didn't invest anything in this anyway. Uh, like you say, I think I think that the Lesnar, the, the, the chamber, when when they took, I didn't, obviously didn't realise until afterwards how serious um, Bobby Lashley's uh, injuries are. And we obviously wish him well in his recovery. Um, when they took him out and they went, oh, we're going to have a new champion. I sort of folded my arms, having watched, like you say, just a, a show effectively uh, and went, right, how are they going to make this interesting? And yeah, it turns out. Brock Lesnar chucking Austin Theory around as much as I knew the result was uh, was very enjoyable indeed. Uh, I think I think that the three memorable things from that show are, are everything Brock Lesnar did, like you say. Uh, Ronda Rousey in, I think it was, is it called a gi? I loved her in that that uh, outfit that she wore. I thought that looked really good. Uh, and uh, yeah, was surprisingly entertained by her fighting with one arm tied behind her back. Um and then partially sort of segueing into looking ahead to tonight's show, that bump by Madcap Moss. He's fine, thank goodness. I don't know how. Yeah. I do not know how. You can't bury him. It's tempting to say, well, that's a performance centre for you. But it's not the case. Like, the pro wrestler's instinct is to tuck their head, like, yeah. what, nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, Um it's muscle memory. Genuinely, it's like putting one foot in front of the other, tucking the head. It's like it's drilled into them. So, didn't few, um, like, didn't Ellsworth do it once on like a Styles Clash or something? About ten different people between 2015 yes. and 2018 took it like right on the dome. And um, I think AJ Styles had remembered how many people had just not taken the move correctly, 
and then he was able to get like muscle memory himself to sort of avert the disaster. Yeah. Um, but that's only James Ellsworth. He's a fucking creep. <laughs> but yeah, that Madcap Moss bump uh, was incredible in the fact that it happened. Obviously, they, di- they didn't shy away from it. They were like, bloody hell. And, uh, you know, fair play to him. I, I, I'm not going to encourage people to fight on through the pain or anything like that. And, and like I say, thank goodness, uh, from the reports I've seen, at least he's, he's absolutely fine. But the fact he's like, yeah, let's carry on. Chuck me over the announce desk or whatever. I was just like, just take it home, boys. No one cares anyway. We all know where there is this result's going. But they are running it back again tonight for some reason. Oh, Christ. It's so bankrupt. It's so unnecessary. we got to finish. There is no reason whatsoever for this match to take place. Mm. Pisses me off. It will always piss me off. Madcap Moss, with the help of Happy Corbin, was decisively, comprehensively beaten by Drew McIntyre. The irritant, the heater, whatever, is out of the way. The path has been cleared to the dream match. (laughs) Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. What possible reason could there be, other than we just do content and we do the same matches because a lot of people somehow, somehow, I'll never understand it, are happy to watch any old thing we give them. In terms of the storyline, as basic as it is, big muscled baby face. It's got two obstacles to overcome. One of them has been roundly defeated. What? Where's the drama? We know he can win. Like, there's not much drama in a lot of TV wrestling matches, but in theory, we talk about it quite often. The analogy of the FA Cup, right? Kidderminster Harriers took West Ham United to their limit, what, like two, three weeks ago? Because mm-hmm. the idea is the lower ranked, lesser sports team or person, when they go up against someone like a, a very big or very good team or player, they are going to want to try and make themselves famous, try and create a moment for themselves, an opportunity, and they're going to be more up for it than they would be against a team of similar opposition, right? In this scenario... Kidderminster Harriers got beat 8-0 off West Ham in the third or fourth round. The fifth round, put the hand in the balls. Fifth round tie. It is West Ham United at home. And they will play Kidderminster Harriers. What? They got beat. (laughs) That would never, ever happen. So why is it happening now? Oh, it's because people will watch it. I would never watch. I enjoyed it. West Ham United versus Kidderminster. Yeah. Still watching a Premier League team in an absolute broken, shoddy stadium. It's just the magic of the cup. But I'm not going to watch it again. I've seen the result. I know who's better. We've literally seen this match on two consecutive premium live events, let alone I'm sure they'll have done stuff around it. Claymore's the FA content. Cup final. It's West Ham United versus Kidderminster. What? <laughs> why, um, why? So, yes, I think it's this is... Because it's one of those things where you and I know in the job that we do, I think everyone knows anyway, to be honest, you don't need to do this, don't have a job and be honest enough to know this. We all know it's going to be Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre, but WWE haven't confirmed it yet. So this is effectively them going through the motions, isn't it? Yeah, so let's move on. Indeed. Um, we found out, I believe, late last night uh, through reports that... Uh, one of the main events of WrestleMania 38 is going to be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. What did you make of that that uh, <laughs> tag match with one arm tied behind your back in Saudi Arabia of all places? Um, 
but what do you make of, of I suppose they've kind of got it back on the tracks in terms of a, a Ronda Rousey WrestleMania main event. That's the nicest way I can put it. Yeah, it's the nicest way you can put it. Basically, whatever prevents these two particular performers from talking at each other and to each other for as long as possible is a win of my book. Not really. I would like to see... I've got a twisted sense of humour. Very cynical guy. I would like to see it fail. Not for any kind of... Uh, I just would like to see it fail. I like bad stuff <laughs> in wrestling. Almost... I like bad stuff in wrestling almost more than I like good things because good, as we've said quite often at this point is so prevalent now that it's just average. Um, so I'd like to see this fall off the rails and be genuinely unlikable so I can take the piss out of it. But they've appeared to have realized this in a rare moment of self-awareness. The match at Elimination Chamber was just, they got it right. How can you praise that? They got it right. They tone deaf optics aside, which were mildly amusing. They effectively told the story that Charles Flair is afraid of Ronda Rousey, even with one hand tied behind her back. They've solidified the face heel dynamic, which is genuinely quite important and worthy of praise, considering Ronda Rousey just looked initially like she couldn't be asked and mm. like resentful of the fans that she was meant to be their new hero, almost, if you want to be you know, earnest about it or pragmatic about which is playing a goddamn baby face. So they've done a lot to reverse. Um, is there anything scheduled for how this is advanced or are expecting a promo segment? I'm expecting a, well, I'm hoping, uh, alongside yourself, no doubt, that we'll get a nice long walk down to the ring by Charlotte Flair so I can save five minutes yeah. on the recap. And uh, yeah, what we've, what, like five weeks, I think we are away from, from WrestleMania. Um, you know, con has one week's a contract signing, you know, four of the weeks to fill effectively. And yeah, just what they should do is actually have Ronda Rousey wrestle, have her just wreck people in two minutes, you know. But what they're going to do is just have these two women dance around each other for, for a month uh, and probably still involve, I suppose, Naomi and Sonia Deville because. That has to continue, even though I'm fairly certain Naomi's got that one sorted. I suppose Sonya Deville's going to catch another plan to sabotage that poor girl anymore. Uh, some bollocks like that, I'm sure. I know we usually play this on the Raw um, preview, but there is scope to play Baby You Can Drive My Watch. Because Sonya Deville is obviously an authority figure, and they like they have like a little switch in their back, which is constantly set to evil. <laughs> uh, because they just have to drive conflict, whether it makes a lick of sense or not. But the idea that Sonia Deville is going to be miffed at Ronda Rousey, she might try and do everything possible to prevent Ronda Rousey from having her big title win and main event at WrestleMania. So it could branch off into Ronda versus um, Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville could hatch some kind of scheme to get Ronda Rousey arrested again. Oh, put police her in the back car. of a police car with a WrestleMania opponent. That went well. Yeah, just do it again. Just do it again. Just do it again. Why not? Uh, I don't get me wrong. I, I love Sonya Deville. I'm kind of done know. with this Naomi storyline. I've been for a while. But I do like the mental visual of her, not legitimately, but having her arms, bro both of her arms broken by Ronda <laughs> Rousey. And having to have like, like you know, the like T thing where you've got to have your arms out straight. Yes. 
that's a funny <laughs> visual. Like, she's been a nightmare. Just have a bit of fun with it. I don't need to see Naomi, Sonya Deville at WrestleMania. I do want Naomi to have a rest and Sonya Deville to have a WrestleMania payday. But, I mean, chuck them in the... I was going to call it the, is it the fabulous move, the Battle Royal. The Women's Battle Royal. There you go. Um, you get on the women's WrestleMania Battle Royal. I always remember the story when like, they first got the pushback, when people were like, mm, let's not glorify a, a horrible person. Snickers caught wind of it, like, yep, yep, sorted, but won't do it. And Jericho, can you remember this anecdote? No. Texted Vince McMahon to say, if you can't do the Moolah Battle Royale, um, why don't you call it, name it after Sherry and call it the Sensational Invitational? Oh, yeah. And it was like, that's incredible. Incredible part from Jericho. Very nice of him to just do it. And Vince was like, maybe. <laughs> and then they came. Okay, in lowercase. And then just didn't happen. Yeah. And then they came up with, I'll never forget that trophy. I've never seen a trophy look more like an Easter egg, like bonus present thing. It looks like, like a uterus. Huh? Looks like a uterus. <laughs> yes, that's another fair assessment. Uh, by the way, listen to the uh, listen to the rampage preview uh, for us discussing um, Chris Jericho's ab implants a little bit later on today, which is the maddest story I've ever read. Really? <laughs> what, a, what an accusation! We'll talk more How about. How can you get muscle implants? I know it's just like I mean I, I, I realize I, I, I get ass implants, which are joined to a muscle. I guess. Well, the thing is. I've gone two-footed on, on Jericho a, a lot, I think it's fair to say, recently. But even I can recognise, oh, cool, he's just reapplied himself. He's quit the booze. You know, he's had that health scare. We don't know this. This is just, we don't know this. Well, I just, I just anyway, we'll talk more about the Rampage preview. Um, are they going to, like, is anyone actually clamouring for them to be like, Oh, what they're going to do to follow up the Usos and the Viking Raiders as well tonight? Oh, Jesus Christ, show sucks. It's the worst built challenger for any title, and that includes the twenty four seven that I can recall in quite some time. So, uh, hopefully, no follow up for you on this tonight. I mean, they'll get some, but what I hope is. <laughs> <doesn't matter. laughs> 1 size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right, let's talk about the uh, WrestleMania. I mean, effectively, it's not been confirmed, but I mean, Kimmer, the other WrestleMania main event contract signing is Roman Reigns Universal Champion versus Brock Lesnar WWE Champion. Title for title, winner take all. And I'm really excited for this. You know, obviously, Lesnar did what he did in the chamber. Uh, Roman Reigns choked out Goldberg. I'm genuinely, genuinely well into this. I'm into it. I like the story. Roman Reigns is class. He stopped doing as quite as many monologues, which helps yeah. enormously um, during his matches. And I like just the facade of the character he's portraying. It's really well done. A lot of the subtle inflections he's doing to sort of wind his own neck back in, if you like, when he starts to get a little bit boiling over and passionate, and he'll sort of calm it down and then just speak in a reasonable voice. Like he's playing the role of a guy who kind of thinks he's in trouble for the very first time against this beast, Brock Lesnar, really quite well. Brock Lesnar's just having a whale of a time being oh, this yeah. incredibly daft, but also incredibly scary looking baby face. I expect this to be a very good segment. I, I, I've said this again before. But what I know the temptation is to bury it and say, yes, they've done this like several times at WrestleMania. No, it's not Austin versus Rock, but it's not as if they're doing overpushed babyface Roman Reigns versus listless, dispassionate mercenary Brock Lesnar again. Like in terms of character age, we have to talk about this. If the character ages are different and the dynamics of the characters are much fresher and much more compelling. It doesn't matter if these two same human beings behind the characters have wrestled each other however many times. Like Austin mm. Rock wrestled in 97. You're not going to turn it down in 99. Like, <laughs> yeah. Austin's completely the man and Rock's the best heel in wrestling. You're not going to say, oh, I saw this in 97 when the characters were different. It just doesn't make a difference. And these characters are incredibly compelling. It barely feels like a WWE presentation when mm. they share the ring. And I just think the ultimate compliment one can pay to this dynamic is that whenever I used to watch Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, be it at WrestleMania 2015, um, 31, I think it was, or 34 and 2018, you just couldn't take Roman Reigns seriously mm. against Lesnar. It was really compelling. The 31 match is incredible. Absolutely oh, yeah. incredible. It was really compelling watching Roman Reigns like fight from underneath. I thought he sold magnificently, but he still couldn't take it seriously in terms yeah. of two wrestlers of equal stature. You can't now. Like Roman Reigns looks like he's on Brock Lesnar's level. And what a wonderful job they must have done creatively to elevate uh, Roman Reigns to this point. I'm interested in a contract signing. This very much sounds like an oxymoron, but uh, it's true. The timing of it, is pretty fascinating more than the actual idea or promise of the segment itself, because we've got, you said what, five weeks until mania. Yeah, I think so. A contract signing is usually something you toss out the week before, or maybe two weeks before when you've run out of 
things to say to build interest in the match or angles to shoot or developments or whatever. The contract signing is the last set of big, nice scripted zingers you can throw at one another and then that's it. There's nothing left to do. Do the match. They're doing it like five weeks before, which makes me think that there might be a twist in this tale after all. They might even, it was um, said by Paul Heyman on Raw this week that um, Lesnar has got a mm. opponent to face in the likely absence of Bobby Lashley at MSG. They could do some kind of contract switcheroo, whether you'd want to make Brock Lesnar look like a dickhead for believing that he signed the wrong contract or whether he himself would volunteer to do that ridiculous trope that makes baby faces look like arseholes is another matter. But again, what I'm getting at is that there's another thread to the story, the MSG thread, if you like, that makes this a lot more interesting. And honestly, if nothing else, I feel like the timing is almost reassuring that they believe they've got more story to tell. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, they've sort of looked out, obviously, with, you know, if you'd have said at the end of last year, they're going to drag out, not drag out, but they're going to get this Reigns, Lesnar thing to, to WrestleMania. You'd have thought, yeah, I, I believe that they're going to do that. But I also think, oh, I got a lot of time to fill, a lot of premium live events to get through. And obviously things happen the other way they did at TLC. Had it always been planned that they were going to have title for title? I don't know. I think it actually uh, does help the dynamic, particularly if obviously Bobby Lashley's injured. And like you say, it's weird that they're like, the big contract signing for effectively the WrestleMania main event, title for title, champion versus champion, winner take all. Oh, and by the way, one of them might not have a title heading into WrestleMania because Brock's got to defend it in Madison Square Garden. But yeah, I, I feel like that is the sort of thing hanging over all this. Yeah, it could just mean that Lesnar's not going to be there for a few weeks. Mm. But then again, he's there loads. He's there like so much more than he's been on a regular basis since like 2012. Mm. Um, so maybe that's too cynical a take. Do you know what? As much as I don't, I don't want to say, oh yeah, take Brock Lesnar off TV. Can you imagine the video packages they could create if they just followed Brock Lesnar around the gym? I dread to think what he does in there to get that sort of physique. Oh, Christ, I. I mean, they could do an injury write-off, something like that, and then do um, segments where Roman Reigns is saying, I'll sign the contract, but you're probably not going to get the match, and then shoot vignettes of Brock Lesnar like coming back. I don't know what they can do, but the, again, the fact that they're doing this segment this week does make me think that they've got more ideas, which is rare for them. And there's obviously the, the age-old thing of, of Paul Heyman standing in between them. Uh, and you know that's always a fun dynamic with uh, with all three men really, and and, and Heyman's interactions with them. He just does does make it all the more fascinating when he's there with between the two of them, is because of his history, obviously, with both men. Yeah, absolutely. They will probably do some kind of spot at Mania where Heyman attempts to interfere, drops his ass when he realizes that Lesnar's not actually down for the count after all, and he'll get F five, and then they can do the uh, the Roman Reigns spear near fall, like something like Heyman's going to factor into the match. Yeah, but in order for that spot to sing, they need to make you want Lesnar to get his hands on Heyman before Mania itself. So they could do loads of stuff where the Usos just get absolutely battered. And then uh, Paul Heyman running is a funny thing. <laughs> Indeed. He's a big fat middle-aged man, isn't he? So who waddles. So like, yeah, they could play with that kind of thing as well, I guess. Um, 
Right, we've got one more champion to talk about, the new intercontinental champion, Sami Zayn. Um, before that, though, I have to ask you about the big storyline dominating SmackDown right now. Uh, the end of potentially Sheamus and, and Ridge Bloody Holland. Who cares? <laughs> Who on earth could possibly care? I don't care. Yeah, I, um, I didn't watch SmackDown because I didn't need to uh, last week. But I obviously went back to watch Sammy, because I bloody love Sammy and Sammy Nakamura, which we'll talk about in a second, you know, was not takeover, but it was very much Sammy knows what he's doing in WWE nowadays and knows that the way to portray himself, the right matches to have and uh, ditto for, for uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. But I did see, oh, Ricochet again involved in some Sheamus Ridge Holland combination. Obviously, Cesaro's just left the company. We'll talk uh, a little bit about Cesaro on our AEW Rampage preview, in fact. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose this is going to set up. I mean, I don't really need any more, any more like friends become enemies stuff. I mean, you're not going to have, you know, Rollins and Owens in a match together, but you got that split to come, potentially RK bro. And that's had a lot more investment by WWE, both of those, than this hard bastard trains of the hard bastard storyline, basically. Yeah, I don't care. If I'm going, I don't care. I don't have any emotional investment in the storyline. We can kind of see where it's going. I don't think it's going to result in a very good match. Like for virtually every single reason, you'd want to watch something wrestling related. This doesn't really connect with any of them. Ultimately, I will put over the fact that it's not a half bad idea. If you want someone to show a young rookie who should be an XT 2.0 because he's green. Um, the ropes of the WWE style, how to work a match, um, how to do it physically, um, considering he's meant to take on the role as a bruiser going forward. There's no better guy than Sheamus, but again, it just feels like something that's more productive to them than it is enjoyable for me. Just just give him a Texas bar fight at WrestleMania and be done with it. Christ, that'll be Austin Owens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I am. I'm not asked about any of this. I would take a plunder brawl just because it's something different on the card. You can work Holland's shortcuts around it, and I'm finding myself bored just talking about it. <laughs> Sid, you know what you should do when they eventually do split. You should tweet. No, not Jeffers and Rich Holland, and then cry emojis just to see how people react. Like. Wait, what? That's what Wait, you're... he gets to us about this. Like, nah, <laughs> All right, let's talk about the brilliant Sami Zayn. He's the Intercontinental Champion. He defeated Shinsuke Nakamura uh, on last week's show in a, in a quite enjoyable uh, IC title match. Like I say, it's it's it was never. We didn't go into it thinking, well, this is going to be takeover all over again. It was. Uh, it, it played out the right way, basically. Uh, and tonight, Sami has a championship celebration. As I often say with these sorts of things, Sage, what could possibly go wrong? I don't know. Something could possibly go wrong, but I'm really quite interested in the part that'll go right. Sami Zayn is great when he's in a great mood because not only is he funny, but when that bad mood, when that sort of good mood darkens and he's interrupted or made a fool of or beaten up or whatever, like the contrast with how happy he portrays himself like, is really right. Good. It's like bathos in a way. Mm. Um, remember, he was dancing. What? Why? Why did he used to dance? Just to his theme, didn't he? 
basically. Like the arms up dance thing. Oh, yeah, he did. He danced to his theme. And then there was a bit where he danced to someone else's theme. I can't remember whose it was. So Maybe. In a to be honest, I only remember the memes. Mm. And uh, the Rocksteady MP4 remix thing. That was great. But yeah, <laughs> Sami Zayn dancing like a tit. Incredibly happy and oblivious to the fact that that mood is about a sour is always great value. Look, the rumor in any window called that cock Bruce Pritchard um, is that Johnny Knoxville is going mm. to wrestle at WrestleMania. And if you're a WWE fan, right, and you are at once one appalled by the idea that Johnny Knoxville is going to ruin the sanctity of the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. And you're also bemoaning the fact that Cesaro didn't get utilized well and is now out there. Just watch AW. I, I, that's the promotion for you. If you mm. want to watch great wrestlers showcased because they have great wrestling ability, and that's not the only thing that AW offers, you're watching the wrong promotion if you're expecting WWE to change at this point. But regardless, like I like one promotion far more than the other, that much is obvious at this point. But if WWE is going to WWE, I'd much rather it just lunged studs up into its perception as a as a circus, a freak show. Yeah, I've, I You're going to get the best wrestling in the world in WWE. We know this because they've had the best wrestlers in the world, Cesaro, Danielson, and they've not done anything with them for the past five years of meaning. Watch it for the freak show. And if you're bemoaning the fact that they didn't do anything with Cesaro, just watch AEW. And if you think, oh, well, I'd like to watch more wrestling, actually, watch New Japan. Yeah. Go back and watch... Old Japan of the 90s, Old Japan women of the 90s. Get on a club, go and watch the 2000s, ROH scene. Like, there's loads. Absolutely yeah. loads. You're not going to get it from the Fed. So if you're bemoaning this, don't stop watching. Yeah, I, I have no issue with this. It comes with the territory with WWE. And they've got a pretty decent track record with, with celebrities in, in recent memory. Pat McAfee, it's sort of cheating. But Pat McAfee, uh, Bad Bunny. Even Logan Paul last year, the brief split stint he did, obviously he's heading back there again this year. I, I think it'll be it'll be uh, really more than absolutely fine. It'll be great. I really I really think that it's not going to be like you say uh, a five star classic with Johnny Knoxville. There's a lot of fun you can have with it with the not just with the the jackass lot, but with the guy they're working across the ring with who can drag a great match out of probably bloody me. Uh, it, and Knoxville's got that. Whew, that forearm of his that he threw at the Royal Rumble. Um, speaking of which, by the way, we need to get this in the diary. Me and you, me, you and Hamlet need to go and watch this new Jackass for work. We should probably go and work time, if anything. It's work. Recently. Yeah, we should. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll speak to the missus. But one more note on that. Everything is better when you care about it, right? The food you make, the content you create, the content you consume. Effort and care and love matters. It's a secret ingredient, isn't it? WWE care more about protecting and making stars of celebrities in these matches, which they will really meticulously craft around their limitations. Because the idea being that if the wrestler gets the robe and it all goes well, they'll leave WWE behind with a nice memory from it. That did well for my brand. I wasn't made a fool of. I wasn't embarrassed. People didn't think I was terrible. And then more celebrities can like network and say, oh, well, I might actually do this for my brand as well. They care more about looking good in terms of the mainstream and the celebrities that they book these matches in than they ever could about five-star wrestling matches rated by Dave Meltzer. Mm. So 
they are better at celebrity matches than at good wrestling. So watch it for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll conclude with with two things. What I think probably will happen and what I think should happen. Uh, because we are still five weeks away from WrestleMania, I think this is maybe going to be interrupted by Rick Boogs. And they set up a rematch for, for Zayn Nakamura because that will kill a, kill a week or two. What should yep. happen is, like you say, Sami Zayn is his brilliant, obnoxious best. And then you just steal any prank from Jackass. My mind immediately goes to, I think it's in the trailer for the, the new film, where it's maybe it's a present or something or a note on a wall. I think it was in a, one of the other Jackass films. There's a note on the wall from a super fan of the Jackass boys. And the, the, the font got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And so they had to get closer and closer to lean in. And then a, a, a boxing glove, spring-loaded, punches them in the face. Like, Sami Zayn can take a ridiculous bump. Or just drop some goo on him, for God's sake. No, don't drop goo. I like that one instead. Mm. Classic Jackass pranks from the movies. Right. And then Sami Zayn can watch the movies and they can do a segment where he's watching the films. And he's like, right, okay, I know what to look out for now. And then do a new prank. Mm. So you get the jackass plugs in, you get the storyline development of he falls for two or three pranks every episode of SmackDown up till Mania. Then he realizes after watching these films, and then Sami Zayn can be filmed watching these films, and then he can laugh and go, that's not actually funny. So he puts them over in character, like an involuntary yeah. laugh. And then he's like, right, I've studied every single prank. He can come out on like the week before Mania. And he can say, I know every single prank. Then Johnny Knoxville can set up some booby traps, right? And Sami Zayn can go, I'm not falling for that one. I remember that from Jackass, the movie too, which you can stream <laughs> on whenever I do the plugs. And then there's a new prank. That's easy. I've just come off with that from the top of my head. We will wait and see what they do tonight. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown this evening on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back on Monday to review SmackDown. And later on today, as I mentioned, we'll be previewing AEW Rampage. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.